Hey wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover, part of the Belly Up Podcast Network. Thank you for joining the Queens of Belly Up Wrestling as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady, Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup? Boy, do we have a lot to go over today. Well, we recorded our last podcast episode before WrestleMania, so we have those two nights, plus the rest of the NXT TakeOver episodes that they just finished airing this week and everything. But first, we got to take care of a little something that just came up over the last couple of days. Jolie, what the hell's going on with this stuff with Ronda Rousey? She's working herself into a shoot. Or, well, at least <laughs> Shayna is. Uh, apparently, she was on Steve-O's podcast, and she was basically cussing out the WWE fans, saying we were ungrateful. And to me, it sounds like she's setting up for a return once everything settles down. Yeah. Um, she brought up the fact that she said Shayna was screwed. And we'll talk about that when we get into the actual WrestleMania recaps. Right. Matches of the night. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I think she's, um, as Rihanna would say, work, 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 work. work. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, you know, I, I, th- I think that she's um, trying to set up a return and set herself up as a heel. And then you had Shayna today in all caps yelling at the world. You know, she wants to spend time with her family, blah, blah, blah. And like, so I basically quoted Taylor Swift to her. Yeah. You need to calm down. You know, you're defending a person and I get it. She's your friend. That's perfectly Mm -hmm. fine. That's perfectly legal. You're allowed to defend your friend. However. Yeah. Your friend is not only bashing your job. She's basically saying you're a fake fighter. This is a, mm-hmm. something you've put your blood, sweat, tears, time, life, and energy into. And you've been busting your ass, Miss Shayna, while she got handed a WrestleMania match her first time out. Yeah, it's like she comes into she comes to WWE, signs like a two or three year contract, basically is out and about in the WWE universe and everything like that for one year. Steps back after WrestleMania, then she's like trashing, she's trashing WWE, she's trashing the WWE universe, and it's like, it's been back and forth as far as like, is she coming back, is she not coming back and everything. She was a heel before she left, and it's it, it's like, I'm so 50-50 about this, it's like, are you coming back or not? It's like, this is getting ridiculous, and first of all, Shayna, you don't cap, you don't tweet in caps and everything, it's like, that's like an ultimate, that's an ultimate, like, screaming at everybody, that's just beyond rude. <laughs> Kayla, did you hear anything about this, or? I was or... looking, a, I looked a little bit of what I saw on the tweet and stuff, and like you said, you don't, you don't put it, especially on social media, you don't put it in all caps, because it's like, hello, I'm shouting at you, um, I really don't know what to say much about it, but other than that, Shayna, in a way, she wants to be popular up on this roster or whatever. She needs to watch what she say because the fans is definitely what makes WWE, as you can tell, with everything going on. I miss the fans, damn it. (laughs) I think we we all do. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's like I felt my heart literally broke 
when you saw Drew uh, put his hand. And he said he basically broke the fourth wall, and he was looking, and he's like looking at every fan that's staring back at him, and he's telling every fan, "Thank you." It's like, thank you. like that broke my heart. Um, you know, yeah. hearing hearing Meltzer say, "Oh, the Randy Orton Edge match was the most boring match in history. This WrestleMania sucks." In okay. the words, in the words of Sasha, "Screw you." <laughs> I was no, just going to say he he really needs to take out AEW's AEW's dick from his mouth. <laughs> he really does. And then you know you actually did have Cody going after him, which was actually kind of hilarious because apparently the AEW only lost like a hundred views to NXT, and you, we all know that they love their ratings. They right. love their ratings. They they salivate at those ratings. And then you got the NXT marks, you know, just fucking with the AEW marks. Be like, yeah, we beat them, boys, because that's everything. That's every weekend, every every Thursday. Oh, we beat them. We're going. You're you're beating the JV team. Yeah, exactly. Do, do you realize that you're beating beating the JV team? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? And I'll tell you this right now, because we're going to get into this. Once a certain couple enters NXT, I think that AEW is going to lose some of their fan base because people have been salivating for this man and his wife to join NXT personally. Like They've been waiting for this. And a lot of people have only been watching uh, AEW because they're waiting for him to let the clock strike. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, let, all right, let's, all right, let's get into that. Let's, let, let's kind of get into that, like, segue that. Um, okay, so because uh, NXT uh, TakeOver Tampa did not happen, these last couple weeks on Wednesdays, they've been dubbing it NXT TakeOver with all the matches that were supposed to occur. Last week, you had the triple threat for the North American title. This week, we had the ladder match for the number one contendership for the women's title. And then the main event. Holy shit, that main event with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. The last heartbeat. I'm not gonna ask any questions. I'm not gonna go. With, I'm not gonna dredge on this. Kayla, your thoughts? Wow. Um. It was to the extreme. Um. I believe this was the match that they finally needed. And um. It was very tense, and I kind of liked it. Um. Where I guess I guess you could say she kind of set him up a little bit when Candice LeRae came out and um, I guess low blow Johnny Gargano. <laughs> she ended up winning. Um, I don't think I could have had it any other, um, but it was definitely to an extreme. And I think if I honestly had to put down one of the best rivalries matches in NXT, I definitely think that one would be on my top list for sure. No, definitely. And it's like when they were leaving, and Jolie, you just kind of hinted on this a little bit. I, for a split second, I actually thought it was Triple H in the car. <laughs> I oh, thought it was no. Triple H in the car. But yeah, but I, saw it on, I, saw it, I saw it on Twitter later, and I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. But um, no, the match was crazy. I mean, it may have been a tad bit longer than I would have liked, but it's like it was like the final nail in the coffin for the whole thing. And Candace was a twist to it. And it's like almost like you've never really seen her in that heelish type thing. 
and I wonder if how it's going to translate going forward. And I guess we now know how, Jolie. Either they're transitioning out of uh, NXT, or you're going to see the new feud between them and Scarlett Bordeaux and Killer Cross, which I absolutely cannot wait. Killer Cross is such a fucking beast. <laughs> and Scarlet, Scarlet is definitely a throwback to the divas of old. Um, she carries herself as a diva, but she fights like a fighter. So uh, she, she, ha- she has found that happy medium that they tried to have back mm-hmm. when they were called divas. And they never quite got there. And then that's when they switched over to women's wrestling. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, the, she has actually found that happy medium. So I, I, I'm actually very, very interested to see where this goes. Okay, so you're thinking either way. Do you, Are you leaning towards one way as far as, like, are they going to go the Raw or SmackDown or stay there and go against uh, Cross and Scarlet? It's either one or the other because uh, there is a picture of Candace with kind of bluish hair. Hmm. And I, I don't know what that was about and... You know, I I definitely think it would be an interesting to see them actually going against Killer Cross because Killer is such a huge beast of a man. So, like, he would honestly kill Johnny Gargano. <laughs> um, so it's like I'm wondering if they're plotting to bring in Champa into their inner circle, mm. which would be uh, interesting uh, for Champa. Right. Um, so we'll have to wait and see, but it's definitely something I am uh, looking forward to because ever since we found out that they actually died, once she signed with the W with NXT a long long time ago, I knew that they were waiting for him and his contract to run out before they brought her up. I mean, we've seen seen her at the PC, yeah, and like she is amazing um, to watch and. I, I do want to give like a shout out uh, to uh, Chelsea Green because I thought she actually did a much better job in the ladder match than um, I had originally thought she would do. I'm, like I said, I'm not really big of a fan of hers. I mean, I know she, I know she was the um, the crazy bride chick um, in TNA, and she was decent there. But it's like you know, she's kind of changed her style up a little bit. But it's like yeah, if, but when Rod Stone started running up the... I'm like, oh, no, we're having an Ellsworth moment. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, well, hold, I'm going to hold you... All right, I'm going to hold you right there because you jumped me a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No, um, and honestly, I didn't even know that Scarlett and Cross were married until you just told me. Oh, I've known that for a long time. Okay. Like, I, like, I mean, yeah, because honestly, it's like I really I really haven't known much about either one of them. So it's like I'm still learning a little bit, little, little bit by little bit on them. So, okay. So, Kayla, do you think that um, Gargano and uh, Candice are still going to be in NXT for a while? Or you see them going up or moving over, I should say. Excuse me. It could go either way, to be honest with you. Like yeah. Joel, like Jolie has said, if they're going to set him up with, you know, Killer Cross and Scarlet, that would be you know wonderful. Um, but then again, as a but I kind of that that would be better for him because if they want to put them together as a tag team, you know, you know, husband and wife versus I mean, there's really 
nobody up on Raw and SmackDown that you could probably throw them with unless you try to do like Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch or whatever. But I kind of think, I think Johnny and uh, Candice is going to stick around in NXT a little bit longer. I don't see them jumping up towards Raw and SmackDown anytime soon. If they do, more power to them. But um, I think think they're going to stick around for a little bit longer. But either way, wherever they go, there's still definitely going to be two of my favorites when it comes to uh, wrestlers. Now, do we think that she's a heel or was she just helping her husband? I don't know. That was a little tricky, too. Yeah, I think it may be just more of like helping her husband because it's like they have. But also it's like with Shayna not really being around much, Jessamine on the uh, Jessamine on the shelf and everything. They're really a tad bit of short on heels, I think. So it is 50 50. Well, you got Tegan Knox and Raquel. You've got Chelsea. You mean Green. Dakota. Oh, shit. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Dakota. <laughs> I was just thinking of. Uh, I was actually uh, re-watching a clip earlier, so that's why Tegan got stuck in my head okay. when she uh, tried to choke slam Raquel. That's why that stuck in my head. Um, when when Mia was trying to uh, put her down through the table, and then Dakota knocked her off onto the ladder, which really hurt my back um, for her. But yeah, yeah it's like, so, you, so you got Dakota and um, Raquel. Raquel. You have... Most likely Scarlet, because you think they're going to be a heelish faction. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, I guess, Marina. She's still there somewhere yeah. in the back and catering. Um, <laughs> and Eo. So you technically do have at least three or four or five heels. Okay. So you do have plenty of heels. Uh, Chelsea's also technically a heel, too. Yeah, I guess they do have a good mix. And, I mean, their faces are basically Mia, Tegan, Candice. Xylee, we really don't see. Karen, Q is still out. Shotzi. Shotzi. Oh, God, don't get me started on her. <laughs> I guess you include Casey in there, too. That's right, she is back. Casey and... Um... Yeah. Kaden. Kaden, that's right. All right, so speaking of the women, we also, as I said, we had the ladder match to start off the show, the six-woman ladder match to determine the number one contendership. And it's like, part of me was like looking at that, and I was like going, yeah, Chelsea's holding her on, but then part of me was like thinking, this proves she had no business in that match whatsoever. God, no. No. (laughs) They, They honestly should have had somebody attack her backstage, take her out, because she was basically out the entire match. Mm-hmm. I think she was. She she had a little bit of offense. Like I said, she was pretty decent. But that one spot where her knee went sideways, I was like, oh my god, oh, that hurt my knee looking at it. And it's like you know, but it's like the the other five competitors literally put their bodies on the the line, especially uh, Tegan when she went through that ladder. I don't think that ladder was supposed to do that. Yeah, like I literally hurt for her. Yeah, it's like you had that moment. You had the moment where Mia like body slammed uh, Raquel through the table. When Eo and Candice were up on the ladder, I knew one of them was going through that ladder behind Candice. 
And so it's just like they were all over the place. So, Kayla, what were your thoughts on the ladder match? It was very, very entertaining. Um, but I'm going to make it short and sweet. Congratulations to EO for winning. I'm so happy for her. <laughs> Finally, she saw the spotlight. I am very, very happy for her. That's all I can say. <laughs> She's now two for two in ladder matches. Yep. Hell, it's like I tweeted out like right away. I was like going EO and ladders. What a combination. It's like she could do it's like, yeah, granted the first time she had a tad bit of help, but um, but it's like, yeah, she definitely has a way with ladder matches. And okay, so with EO winning the number one contendership, of course, it's not gonna be eventually her versus the new NXT women's champion, Charlotte Flair. And of course, she just won the title from Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. So Part of me with EO winning, it's like I don't want to see her have another failed attempt at the title because EO is so talented and she is deserving of that championship. But I'm kind of on the fence as far as like if if it's going to be like more of a transition thing for Charlotte uh, for Charlotte transitioning the title over to EO. Or it's like if Charlotte's going to be in for the long haul with NXT with the title. So it's like I'm completely on the fence, but I don't, I really don't want them to screw EO over. So, Kayla, which way do you think this is going to turn? Is Charlotte in for the long haul or is it going to be a transitional championship type? Honestly, I really, as much as I've been seeing on social media, articles and everything online, Charlotte has made it clear that she wants to be on all three brands. Um, but I think she's not going to be in NXT very long. So hopefully this will be a transition of EO finally getting what she deserves. But if they don't give it to her right away, either way, however it goes, um, all I got to say, the queen better run because... EO, regardless if she ends up becoming champion, EO is not going to give her an easy fight. Oh, no, 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 no. So, either way, (laughs) so, either way, Charlotte better, Charlotte better do her research. She better be prepared because if she thinks Asuka's tough, EO's tough. So, those Japanese people can kick some serious ass. (laughs) (laughs) Right? All right. What do you think, Jolly? Um, Charlotte is definitely transitional. She's not there for the long haul, in my opinion. I think um, there are so many rumors swirling why they had Rhea drop. But the one that really wasn't talked about, and um, I'm actually going to bring it up, is the fact that, yes, Rhea is a great wrestler. I'm never... Just, I never disparage her. I'll never talk bad about her. However, and this is a big however, in this situation, in what's going on in the world right now, the fact that they might have to shut things down, even though there's articles about, well, they have special permission from the governor of Florida, that they keep scrubbing down the PC, that they're doing everything with the social distancing, keeping people separated. This type of situation is more suited for someone who doesn't need the crowd. 
Rhea needs the crowd. Charlotte doesn't. Hmm. Charlotte can take... Look at that match with her and Rhea. That's true. That was one of her best matches in a long-ass time. Yeah. I think that's definitely her top two or three match uh, of all time. The first one being her versus Becky for the uh, in Evolution. I'm sorry. That is their best match to date ever. Right. So Charlotte has a way of being able to fight without a crowd. Even though, yes, she does thrive off the crowd, she's not like Rhea, who, who needs the crowd. She's not like Becky, who needs the crowd. Mm-hmm. She can actually function very well in a ring fighting without a crowd. Okay. Um, so while she doesn't need the crowd, she'll be able to hold the title and it won't seem like a a crappy defense or like, you know, because people draw energy from the crowds. That we mm-hmm. all know this. Like like we said, we miss the crowds. We all miss being in those crowds. Oh yeah. So I think it's going to be Moonsault versus Moonsault. <laughs> and I love Charlotte. Don't get me wrong. I just got her shirt. But I'm sorry, Charlotte. EO wins in the Moonsault department. Yeah, definitely. Even Cody Rhodes' Moonsault will be jealous of EO's Moonsault. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. that, that woman just, she is absolutely amazing. She is so humble. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, right now her character's crazy. Her character is psycho. And she's a character that that Charlotte has not faced before. No. And I think those two would put on a much better match. And I could see if she does, if EO does lose, it's because of outside interference. And it's not out of anything of her control. I think this is, like I said, this is going to be a transitional period for Charlotte because Charlotte does one thing very well. And while, yes, it is winning titles, mm-hmm. but it's also putting people over with those titles. That is true because it's like, uh, you, like this last time she held the SmackDown title, it was for a week, but it was transitioning Bailey to help transition Bailey to the wonderful heel that she is today. It's like, it was in the fix a little bit and everything, but after she lost the SmackDown title uh, to Charlotte and everything, it kind of just went whoosh, took off from there. Exactly. Like, I mean, if it felt like really how, what Charlotte is really good at is the fact that she is able to help people, wrestlers, move their characters in different directions. She did it for Becky. She did it for Sasha. Mm-hmm. She and did it for Bailey, and what's happening now with Bailey? And we'll get to this later. <laughs> the one thing that I really wanted to happen didn't happen yet, but you see it. It's like <laughs> it's it's like that that car wreck that you know is going to happen, <laughs> and you can't take your eyes off of it. Uh, hashtag muerte, <laughs> and you're just like okay. When's it gonna happen? Oh God, yeah, we'll get. Yeah, we're definitely gonna get to that. <laughs> but uh, I... I do want to talk about the uh, Charlotte and Rhea match uh, since we are gonna be segueing into that. All right, shoot. so I think uh, people were bitching 
I had read so much hate about this match. Do they honestly realize how big of a beast Charlotte made Rhea? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took, like, she's hopping around and she's still whooping on Charlotte. And, it was a and it's like, that was probably my favorite women's match. And this is coming from a Becky fam. But, like, you had five women's matches overall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite one. That was that was the number one female match. Number two was the tag titles because that like that was an amazing like oh my god like those four have such beautiful in ring chemistry together. They do. And it, the yeah. way, way the way it kicked off Mania was just perfect. Both of those matches kicked off their respective manias. Both of those matches set the tone for everything else. Mm-hmm. Those matches were amazing, and the the best part was. They trusted the women to get it done. Love it. Like they, somebody actually did a, did a list that I think it was like one like out of the last six manias, seven manias. Like they had like one re- women's match, two women's match. It's like how many matches we've gone up since like the last six manias has been amazing. Like the fact that we technically would have had six women's matches with the um, stupid vagina trophy match, but still, <laughs> but still, that's six women's matches. Yeah, can we get somebody at WWE to re- redesign that thing? It's just like, ugh. It's, it's not like the, at least the Andre the Giant has looks like Andre the Giant. I know you don't want to put Moolah on there. That's fine. Make it the China Memorial. Put a statue of China for fuck's sake, you fucking assholes. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Rhea, the Rhea and Charlotte match was a highlight for the weekend. The tag title match was a highlight for the weekend. Okay, so Kayla, what was the match of the weekend for you? I got two that I actually really enjoyed. Um, okay. Edge and Orton, obviously. Um, a very good match. It was a little long, but um, they just kept going and going and going and going. Um, but it was really one of the best and I was really excited no there wasn't no referee about it but I really loved how they did the boneyard match between Undertaker and AJ Styles (laughs) it was very very interesting um of course it had you guessing like um during the time where I knew at the point you had that feeling that Gallows and Anderson was going to get involved which they did and there was a part where um, Undertaker was down into the coffin and AJ was up on the uh, bulldozer. I looked at my mom. I said, yep, this is the one time he ain't going to have no problem just to rise up out of nowhere. And just like, cause there was a couple times where it was like, he couldn't get up. And, uh, and that's when he was in the grave, I said, this, he's just gonna pop up out of nowhere. My mom goes, yeah, you're right. And all of a sudden the lights come on and there he is standing behind AJ. So, um, <laughs> I have to admit, it was definitely a tie between an Undertaker and Edge and Orton for me. It was probably two of the uh, best matches of the weekend. Alright. Jolly, what you think? Um, I'm keeping the Boneyard match and Firefly Funhouse match to the side because those were in a category of their own. Uh, definitely the Edge and Orton match, but uh, for me, the 
best match of the night was the triple threat for the tag titles. That match had you on the edge of your seat. You didn't know who was going to jump off of where, do what, and that ending was fucking phenomenal. It was crazy <laughs> on the ending, I swear. Oh, man. But yeah, the action the action of the triple threat was awesome. The Boneyard match just kind of stole all for me. And I was almost, a, because of what Undertaker was saying about Unholy Trinity and everything, I thought he was going to come in with help himself, but I was wrong. Yeah. So it's like, but he was, but that, that was just kind of like the moment of the weekend and everything. And uh, so I'm going to kind of like segue again, just kind of go off topic because whenever we do our podcast and everything, we always want to just cut, we just kind of check Twitter and see if there's any updates and everything like that. And apparently some, um, uh, we got a little war of the war of the worlds happening here, and so this was just tweeted out by Naya, and I think this is like segueing in from something that Rhonda said, and I think Jolie, you, you pulled it up, but Rhonda, yeah, so Naya before, goes, no, no, hold on, hold on, let's, oh, let's start ahead. with what Rhonda said. About an hour ago, she tweeted hashtag Kfab Killer. Anyone who is outraged by me calling pro wrestling quote unquote fake fights for fun has never been in a real fight. While you all are tiptoeing around, bruising some pro wrestlers' huge soft egos, no one is thinking about all the real fighters you're insulting when pretending pro wrestling is somehow on the same level of realism. Yes, I understand wrestling 300 days a year for years on end is incredibly tough on the body and difficult and a difficult profession. But do you know what would happen if you got into 300 real fights in a year? You would be dead. Okay. Hmm. So, this right now is screaming work, but she's also working herself into a shoot, like Hulk would say. Don't do that. You're already pissing off people, and she's already pissing off people in the company, Mm -hmm. and she's already had a certain person that you're going to bring up go off on her ass and it's funny that this person is bringing her up as an unsafe worker because she herself is an unsafe worker just ask Charlotte Sasha Bailey Becky Becky. Alexa (laughs) Zelina but yeah I I, kind of got to I got to give her props for this, so read her tweet. Okay, well, kind of backtracking everything, there was a there was like a six way twitch the other day, and it was like Renee Young was on it, Paige was on it, Natalia, the Iconics, and stuff like that. And, and Naya went to a previous story where she had to go to WWE management because a certain person was working with Alexa, and Alexa was just, just trying to battle through it, and. Naya was trying to have her back saying, like, this person's unsafe and everything. And, of course, everyone was talking about Rhonda, Rhonda in the case. Well, Miss Naya kind of fired back at Rhonda's words. I can't wait for Rhonda to one day return to WWE, even if WWE orders me to make Rhonda look good in the ring, which is the only way for Rhonda to look good in the ring with me. I'll risk my job to go down in history as the one from this biz that knocked her the fuck out. Hashtag Test me, bitch. 
Work, 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 work. <laughs> and needless to say, with all of this, Ron is not going to have the best time coming back. She's going to want to. Re- she's going to work. Want to retire pretty damn quick at this rate. Oh, crazy, crazy, crazy. It, it, it's a. It's funny to imagine, like when all of this is over and everything, and everything gets back to normal. Who shit is going to get turned up in a heartbeat? Man, man, man. The minute we go back to a live audience, the minute Rhonda's music hits is the minute that she gets booed out of the building. Now, you had Becky Lynch, you know, saying that she wanted to run Rhonda out the business. You had Becky Lynch drop her name a couple times. And the funny thing is, she wasn't wrong. I get what she's doing. I mm-hmm. honestly wonder if this, if, this, if this is her comeback, her saying that, you know, this ain't real. Like, honestly, the weird thing is, it's like, okay, you brought up Shayna in in that podcast. And this is segueing into another match for me. Um, because it was my favorite moment of the night. Um, you know, when she said Shayna got screwed. Yeah. Shayna didn't lift her arms up. Shayna's shoulders were pinned to the mat for one, two, three. The only one that got screwed out of her fault, not Becky's, was Rhonda. Rhonda didn't do the crucifix pin correctly. Mm-hmm. Rod couldn't see that her shoulders were down. Rod is the referee of that match of the main event of WrestleMania 35. Right. I only know this because I've gone to house shows and asked his name. Well, my best friend did. So okay. she knows his name. <laughs> and um, so... He was positioned so he couldn't see it. When they said that she lifted her arms up and watched it again, slow motion, she didn't move. And them calling out Becky saying like, oh, she won with a simplistic move. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. You have somebody that's a trained killer, somebody that knows all these these moves, all this jujitsu, all this catch wrestling, and you get beat by reversal Similar to what happened with you and Kyrie Saint. Actually, exactly what happened with her. Exactly. And similar to her and Ember Moon. But yeah. when Becky does it, everybody bitches. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it, they are so angling for the Ronda return. And I think it's brilliant on their part because not only does she have time to piss off the fans. Mm-hmm piss off the talent, which she's already doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, whether it's a work or not, yeah, she's got to realize that, while yes, everybody respects... Becky has done nothing but talk about the respect that she has for Ronda and MMA and Shane and all them. Charlotte's talked about the respect. Natty, uh, Tamina, everybody has respected the MMA girls. Everybody's respect where they come from. Everybody respects the MMA fighters. Right. They understand where they come from. But this isn't that world anymore. No. You, you put your 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 body, your life, your career on the line. Fifty-two weeks out of the year, you're you're gone. Three hundred matches, and you want to throw a fucking hissy fit and call it fake? It's scripted, you dumb bitch. Just like the show you were on. 
<laughs> you know the show that you almost lost a fucking finger because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, definitely a story to be continued. All right. So, what would you consider though the if you if you could pinpoint and everything, what would you consider the shocker of the weekend, Jolie? If anything. Uh, the shocker was the Firefly Funhouse match. Um, no, because it was like, it wasn't a match per se, Mm -hmm. but it was just, um, the line that Cena used about how he's the most overhyped, pushed character and he screwed it up himself. Wasn't meant for Bray at all. It was meant for himself. Yeah. Cause a lot of people over the years have called him that. And I thought that was a brilliant match. I thought that everything that they did, they, they brought back the past. You had Bray singing, you can look, but you can't touch. Like, oh, my God, he's mocking his relationship with Nikki Bella. Like, holy shit. It's like they went through everything. They did. Fast. And the cool, and the fact that the NWO thing that was fucking cool as shit. But where did that come from? Hold on, but it's like that was like before seeing his time and everything. So I'm, I'm still confused about that. A lot of that part because he wanted to turn heel. Ah, and they would that 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 was a nod towards his heel turn, kind of like what Hogan did when he joined the NWO. They Cena really wanted that heel turn, that shocker moment, and I think that's what that represented. And, you know, you had the um, whole bodybuilder thing. When he first came up, um, before he actually debuted in WWE, he was known as the prototype. He was a bodybuilder. So that main event with him lifting the weights, that was Ah. to that. You know, him coming up to ruthless aggression. This was the most amazing storyline, an amazing deconstruction of one of the most popular and, albeit most hated, WWE superstars. It's it like, was brilliant. Yeah, because it's like after the match and like days later and everything, it's like I'm picking up like a little bit here and there. It's like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because it's like when I'm watching the match itself, I'm like going, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck am I watching? I literally had to watch it. Like I, I was doing a Zoom with my friends. Yeah. So we had TVs muted. So like when I could hear through the other TV, I had my TV muted, so I didn't hear everything. I didn't pick everything up. So when right. I watched it again, like, I would just pick, like, the small nuances. Um, the one thing that, like, really made people like, why is he beating up the pig? Because he beat up Husky Harris. Mm-hmm. Like, with, when, with NXT, NXT. when NXT. NXT Nexus jumped him. Like, I think yeah. he was one of the first guys he went after. Mm-hmm. So it's like, th- that nuance and, like, everything, like, that match was such a shocking psychology of character development in WWE. And the best part was Vince McMahon actually saying, this is good shit. Because that was his voice. (laughs) I don't care if it was recorded or not, but that was Vince's voice. Right. All right. So Kayla, what was the shocker of the weekend for you? I'm going to have to go with the WWE women's tag team championship match um for kicking off the first night it nailed it um it was shocking that 
how well Alexa and Nikki Cross was able to turn around and beat the Kabuki Warriors again. Um, and just above all, just everything that went on that match, you know, shocked me because all like um, we had mentioned earlier, all four of them in the ring, they have chemistry, they nail it, they they put on a great performance. Um, and I was and very pleased with it, and I thought it was a very good kickoff show for well kickoff show for actual WrestleMania itself. Yeah. So I do have to say congratulations to Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for becoming the first ever women to be two time tag team champions. You both deserve it very well, um, very much and continue to defend your titles. And please, I'm begging you, please do not ever lose those titles to the Iconics. Enough said. Speaking of which, I, I, I so thought they were going to come back on Friday. But uh, but luckily they did. <laughs> they just need to stay away. Stay away. Stay away. Just, I'm sorry. I do not miss Iconic not at all. Well, <laughs> the last time I read and everything, it's like when they come back, they're actually supposed to be repackaged a bit. So I don't know what kind of shtick they're coming back with. Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> but it's funny that you say that's a shocker and everything because it's like, didn't you, you, didn't you and I pick the Alexa and the Nikki to win? I did. And then it's just like, you know how after you pick something, it's just like you have that moment like, I don't know, is this going to work? You know, how you just have that moment, like, you may pick something, and then it's like, maybe I could be wrong. Right. Sometimes I get those gut feelings, but then it's like, part of me is like, I really want you to win, but my gut's saying, you're going to win. And then it was just like, oh, okay, my guess was right, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I say it's a shocker, because like I said, you get those gut instincts as wrestling fans, and it's just like... Uh, how's this gonna go? So, you you mean like the gut instinct where I wanted to say Becky's gonna win the title, she's gonna retain, and I I just followed everybody else. Like I could, I didn't believe that they would actually pull the trigger on yeah. history. And and to be honest, that's my shocker of the weekend. That's like the one match where I actually like screamed out, "What?" <laughs> because it's like, and I can see why they're doing it. Because of everything that's going on, Becky and Seth can't take the time off that that they were needing to take off. I wouldn't say wanting to take off because Becky didn't want to take time off. But um, but it's like, yeah, they had wedding plans and stuff, which are going to have to be pushed back. But that was, but overall, as far as like shocking results and everything, that was like the shocker of the weekend because, um. I th- everything was like going the way for Shayna to take the title from Becky, and then they pulled a swerve. I think it was the most beautiful swerve, to be perfectly honest. Like <laughs> I said, no, no, because how simple it was. And you, like I said, you have somebody that has all these skills, yeah. has multiple backgrounds, and it's a reversal and a simple roll-up. And while it might piss people off, mm-hmm. it's storytelling. And yeah. I think you like, and I don't know if it has anything to do that they kept it on her because of this, because I honestly feel like they, she probably would have dropped it. I think she honestly still would have won at Mania and dropped it on the Raw afterwards, but oh. they probably couldn't get the person that she was supposed to drop it to. Though, I wouldn't have been mad if the new person on Raw, they'd let her drop it to. 
Because that, you know what? No. Time out. Go ahead. That was a shocker. Seeing her, hearing her music hit and seeing her come out and whoop Zelina's ass was Bianca <laughs> Belair. And then th- that match on Monday, when they like, it first started out as a tag match and then it went to a singles match and then it went to six on six or three on three. That match, like, like I just love, I love the energy that Bianca now brings to the main roster. Yeah, I'm so happy she's on Raw now. And of course, it's like she gets to. And it's like they're going to have her teamed up with her husband and uh, Angela Dawkins for a bit and everything. But whenever whenever this kind of like segues and she gets to like do her own thing by herself, it's like she's going to give Becky a run for her money. Not even just Becky. She's going to give Charlotte. Everybody, yeah. Like, I mean, and I don't know if that was a call up for Deanna Peraza or or, um, even Aaliyah. I don't know if they got called up because Aaliyah was on main event. And Deanna um, faced um, Naya. And that was actually, you know, she started out strong and then got whooped. But still, like, you know, that was pretty cool. I, I feel that they are going to do some call-ups. I feel that yeah, they kind of have to because a lot of their wrestlers are stuck. Even though uh, I know Vince is basically making them film, but... Apparently they have a contract and they can only have so many taped shows. I just I just read about that before we started recording. Yeah, they're gonna have to start going back to live. And apparently somebody did test positive for corona, but they're not saying who. Ooh, crap. But but speaking of corona, and I have to laugh at this because did anybody watch SmackDown last night? Yes. Okay. Did you see the Miz and Morrison Usos where Jimmy or or Jay was coughing in his his arm when, when Miz said he was injured. I yeah. was dying laughing when I saw that. Oh my god. Like he's making, because like, they didn't say if the Miz had it or not and I think they would have and I think Maurice would have said something. So, oh yeah. Because they got so a I, newborn. Yeah. And so that that made me crack the fuck up. Like I was dying when you saw you know Jay just making fun of him. The adorable, kissable, lickable titles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let me guess. You're one of those people that actually likes that song. No, I'm just mocking. I'm just mocking New Day because, like, oh, we were yeah. sitting on. Yeah, we were just sitting on the couch last night and we were. I guess we were paying attention, but we weren't. And then all of a sudden he comes out and he just said, Biggie's like, adorable, kissable, lickable. And we're like, Tied title. <laughs> so it was I, just like I, we were just die laughing. And I love the fact that he did the all you people at home. Yes, like <laughs> yeah. that that was cool. Like you know, I mean, that's a tag team that needs the people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh man. All right. So I don't. Based on everything that happened over WrestleMania weekend, I. Y'all may have y'all may want to have one that fits in this category, but I, I'm gonna throw it out just to be asked. Anything that bored you, snooze fest, Jones? Yes. Goldberg. <laughs> I will honestly say the Goldberg and the um, as I love Drew, but Brock never does anything for me. Like I just hated the fact that like you know, yeah, those matches were so short. 
Um, I'm happy for Braun. I honestly am. I'm ecstatic for Drew. Uh, definitely ecstatic for Drew. And I kind of hope that they don't go the one way that they said they were going. Um, I kind of hope they go the other way that I've been reading. Um, with it being Alistair. Um, the other way was Bobby. Ooh. Lashley. And it's like, Bobby's been losing, so he shouldn't. Alistair has actually been on a nice streak. So I would like to see a program with those two. Yeah, but, I um, but yeah, no, the Goldberg uh, Braun match just that match just sucked. It was, yeah. And I, I do have a little something with Goldberg. We're going to get into that too and everything. But yeah, it's funny how both the main title matches were just like not <laughs> you could category, categorize the snooze fest. But yeah, the the Goldberg one was Goldberg and Braun one was just like unreal. And it's like after this weekend, Brock needs to stay away. I mean, yes, he's a big force. He If he comes back and everything, he needs to stay away from a title picture because it's like he hogs it. And even when he has his match, it's like suplex, 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 F5. And then it's like nothing. It's like he can't really go in depth like he used to. And it's just enough already. So... All right, so Kayla, what do you think was Snooze Fest? I'm going with Jolie. Brock Lesnar and Goldberg's match because you think about it, as far as Brock, you're right. Brock will show up after, I don't know, being gone for so long. Show up out of nowhere. Basically beats everybody that works their butt off during the time that he's gone. And it's like you said, suplex, 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 F5. He's done. Takes the title away for... 300 some days or whatever he does. Um, And so basically it was too short of a match between Brock and Drew. I believe Drew kind of deserved a little bit more than what he got. Um, I'm very happy that he's finally holding the title. His tweets on Facebook, sharing it with his cat and stuff is kind of cracking me up. Um, and as far as Goldberg and Braun Strowman, definitely um, should have been a little bit longer of a match. Braun Strowman deserved a little bit more better of a choice. I mean, better choice of a longer match. Oh. It just kind of makes me worried, um, wondering how if that would have stayed with Roman Reigns. Would it just been spear, 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 Superman punch? All right, Roman, you won. So... <laughs> That's pretty much how that match with Braun kind of went. So, but either way, congratulations to all the champs. That's all I can say. <laughs> Bringing up Roman. Do we think, uh, since he's actually said he's not coming back until everything is safer for him, that they're now switching to a uh, different program with Wyatt going after the title? Yeah, I mean, it's like they're going to, I mean, they're going to have to. And it's like anyone who criticizes Roman for his decision needs to basically just shut the hell up because out of everyone, I mean, of course, everyone has to look out for their health and well-being and everything. Roman is definitely in a different category from everybody else, especially with his uh, medical history. And it looks like, based on what happened on SmackDown on Friday night, that they are going to clear way. And I absolutely love Braun turning it on Bray a little bit. (laughs) 
there. Oh, that the was very, brilliant. That was very, very in. I was like, all right, all right. So I'm going to match wits with Bray. I like this. And it's like, and out of everyone, it's like that he's gone up against so far. It's like Braun knows him the best because it's like, it's like being part of the Wyatt family. Mm -hmm. But Bray Bray said it. I brought you into this world. I can take you out of it. Exactly. So like, like you said, when he let me, I was like, oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, it's like chills. (laughs) It's like, this is actually going to be a very good. Like Matt, like definitely psychology wise, because you know they both yeah. know each other very well. Um, with him being an acolyte, and I think it'd be interesting, you know, if they do a shakeup, if um, a certain other family member goes around to mm-hmm. to SmackDown, because I think he'd be kind of good in that that position. Yeah, but it's like, is it going to be a third leg, or is he going to team up with one of them? He could possibly team up, or even say like, well, I know you both, and I want to challenge for the title. Hmm. I Family mean, Eric, I mean, Eric, uh, that would be like an awesome triple threat: Eric Rowan versus Braun Strowman versus The Fiend. Sheesh. Like that would be <laughs> absolutely amazing. <sighs> Man, what you what you think about all that, Kayla? I could actually dig that triple threat match. I think that would actually. It would be a really good match. It'd be quite interesting. Who was the stronger in the Wyatt family kind of thing. Yeah. So WWE, do us a favor. Book it. <laughs> uh, so based on all of our comments, I think we're all kind of in the same agreement that Drew possibly had the best WrestleMania moment, or does somebody have a different one? I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I can't see when you're about to talk because you're not on my screen at the moment. Uh, there you go. Drew's definitely the number one. And then um, I would have to say Becky, number two. Um, and then Alexa and Nikki, number three, are the three top moments for me. Becky, because that was actually very unexpected. And like I said last time when we were doing the um, prediction show, how I felt that Becky was going to lose the title because even with them taking time off, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just felt that this was the time for the, if they're going to do it. But the fact that she is, I think they said she's the first woman to win her title and defend it and retain it at a WrestleMania. Yeah. So, I yeah, I saw that too. She finally got her own little piece of history that's just hers. Mm-hmm. Like, Charlotte and Sasha have their special piece of history with the main eventing Hell in a Cell. Sasha is the second woman to do Hell in a Cell twice. You have Becky. Sasha and Bailey. No, I was getting there. Them doing the Elimination Chamber. They're the first out of the four horsewomen to do the Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. You have this the main eventing with Becky and Charlotte. You have now Bailey defending her title in Saudi Arabia, which was a first. Like mm-hmm. This is like finally one first that's actually Becky's and Becky's alone. Right. And I thought that was actually kind of like, you know, finally they did something right by her because she, she's kind of always had to, you know, have the, the spotlight on her. Like, I mean, they basically, when she won the SmackDown Women's title, they 
took it almost right away from her and gave it to Alexa Bliss. And don't get me wrong, I'm a, I, I like Bliss. I just felt that they completely shortchanged Becky when she was already popular. Right. And, um, you know, all the matches with Bailey, Sasha, and Charlotte, you know, all those amazing matches. Like, I finally feel like, you know, this is finally, finally something that, that, that's Becky's and Becky's alone. Right. All right, Kayla. I'm going to go with four. I have four, especially Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. um, is definitely um, Becky retaining because um, she's been so much on fire lately. I'm proud of her for what she's accomplished and for being the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion because for once she deserves it and, you know, she is doing what she does. She's running the Raw Women's Division. Um, Alexa and Nikki winning the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. And the last one has to be Otis winning over Ziggler. I just oh, wanted, I just wanted, I just wanted to jump through that TV and just hug him. I was just so happy for him. <laughs> um, it's just I, I felt his win, and I, and I was so happy when Mandy just came out there. And I love Sonya to death. I really do. She's one of my faves. But when she came, when Mandy came out and just smacked the hell out of Sonya, I was just like. Go, Mandy! <laughs> it's amazing so, out, of, out of those two that, that Mandy's the face. I yeah. know, right? It's like, because it's like, Mandy's always been the one that's like getting on our last nerves, and Sonya's just like there in the background. But of course, with everything, how it played out with the story, it's like Mandy's the face in all this. And so it's just like, when it comes to the story, when it comes to the story, it's like Sonya, it's like bad bitch. And then as an individual wrestler on her own and everything, it's just like we all, it's like we definitely want the best for her. But yeah, in this case, it's just like, damn. <laughs> oh, man. But how did I forget about oh, oh, the whole thing with Otis and everything? Because it's like, as far as like a guy gets a girl in the end story, that's definitely up there. But, um, but yeah, the one big, I mean, of course, the WrestleMania moment, of course, was Drew. And it goes back, starting with the Rumble. I saw, like, the emotion in his face, even just winning the Rumble match. And the crowd there at Minute Maid Park, it was, it was just, it just kind of snowball effect from there. And it kind of came to fruition. I'm so happy. And no matter, it's like, they, no matter how long this thing lasts with, COVID and everything like that. I cannot wait until we get back to live audiences so that way he can come out with the title and the crowd just give him the, the proper uh, the proper reception that he desperately not desperately that he deserves so much. Definitely. Alright, so going back to Goldberg, I found this tweet the other day and I kind of shared it to both of y'all and it's like how much pull does this guy really, really have? So, okay, so WrestleZone reported that Goldberg lobbied to beat Bray Wyatt in Saudi Arabia because losing would have ruined his character with younger fans. And then WrestleTalk reported that Goldberg wanted to lose DeBron at Mania because he had no intention of working any more dates in 2020. Now, I know that, I knew that, Goldberg wasn't walking out of Mania with a title no matter who he fought with it, if it was going to be Roman or Braun and everything like that. But but the one with Bray, it's just like, 
Kayla, it's just like, how much pull does this guy actually have? This is crazy. I really don't know. When I when I saw you had put it on the topic list, I actually kind of went and looked it up and re- researched my notes. I don't know. He kind of reminds me of, um, I'll give you a funny story here. A guy that I work with, um, I've worked with him for five years. He's became one of my good friends. He's also a big wrestling fan. And when me and him was actually working in the old plant together, we'd always talk wrestling. They say how he thought how Brock could just pop up out and just have, um, you know, like, hey, I want a title match. Okay, we always thought, what is Brock holding against, you know, Vince McMahon and them? He's got something going on or some blackmailing. And I guess reading the article about Goldberg kind of reminded me, are you trying to blackmail him a little bit? You know, it's (laughs) like, are you pulling? I mean, it's like, oh, this is what I want. This is what I want. I want this. I want that. I want this person. It's like, okay, why can't you give everyone this kind of, hey, but if that's what Goldberg wants to do, I guess it's a good way to push over or, you know, get someone a good chance. But, but why the fiend? I've already seen that. <laughs> so uh, I mean, maybe give someone else an opportunity or something, but I don't know at this point who's on SmackDown. Uh, I don't know. Well, I guess there really ain't anybody worth. Mojo Raleigh, make him you. Well, technically he was on Raw, and he's only been sitting. By the way, yeah. Well, according to online, he switched to the. uh, He's Mojo switched to SmackDown, so. Oh okay. Yeah, probably when they when Cruz Apollo switched over to Raw, that those draft picks that were like were about to expire. Heck, Apollo Cruz. I mean, where has he ever had a title? Apollo Cruz is now on Raw. Oh, he's on Raw. Did you not see the almost hour clinic between him and Aleister Black? That, that was, was phenomenal. Amazing. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, he deserves a title. Okay, I don't care what brand he's on. He could be on the purple brand. He deserves a title. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, all right, so, Jelly, what'd you think about all that with Goldberg? Well, I could see it. I mean, he does have pull. Uh, I think it was mainly towards the Saudi fans than American fans, to be perfectly honest. Because he actually does have a big following over in Saudi. Either way, I, I, I knew he was done after Mania without him actually saying it. Yeah. Um. So, because I think whatever contract he signed was done this year, done at Mania. So, it is what it is if he comes back for nostalgic reasons, whatever. But I think, you know, he should be done. Uh, if he wants to fight, then maybe they could do something similar and record it like the the Boneyard match. Because that way it makes me make things interesting. But I'm honestly, I'm done with, with him. I was a fan back in the day with WCW. Uh, I love what, you know, his reign back then. But uh, I, mean, I was a kid. Cut me some slack. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think that it, it's time for people like him to move on. Um, maybe they can use him in AEW. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, just get him away from the company for a little bit. I mean, apparently they like nostalgia acts over in AEW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Did you did y'all see that tweet from uh, Mick Foley saying he wanted to be in the Boneyard match next year? 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that's how they can do Sting versus Undertaker. They could that's they, true. they could do it like that and that would be a phenomenal that would be our dream match cuz like that match was phenomenal hands down, you know. They, apparently it took them over 8 hours to film. Yeah. They got Metallica to give up their rights to a song, which was amazing because Metallica is the one that sued Napster, you fucking assholes. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's definitely, I think, like, like I said, those two cinematic matches were phenomenal. And, you know, you got to give you got to give credit where credit's due. it. I know they weren't the first to do it. Um, I mean, technically, even Matt wasn't the first to do it. There was another company that recorded their matches that way that did mm-hmm. it cinematically. But, you know, Matt definitely honed it, but the WWE killed it. Hands right. down. Triple H knocked it out of the park because that was all Triple H. They oh. actually said that. They said that was all that was all Paul. And um yeah, that was just phenomenal. And oh, hands down props. Props, props, props. Oh uh, god bless. Us, I mean. All right. One quick question before we go to, before we go to the last topic and everything. I just read yesterday that with um, his new contract, Edge is like signed. It's like a three year contract, but he's only scheduled like on the contract to do so many matches. He said one of the matches that has to be done without a doubt is him and Roman Reigns. He got a little bit of a taste of it at the Rumble. And he said that match has to go down one way or another. Oh, that's Wait. definitely a match I want to see. That match, um, him versus Seth, definitely. Um, but I yeah, think he, a match. Yeah, he owes Seth. <laughs> oh God, he definitely owes Seth for almost rebreaking his neck again. That little fucking shithead. Back when he was a part of the Authority. We've yeah. got long memories, Sethy. Don't worry, you little disciple ass. Um, but somebody that I would love, love, love to see in the ring with Edge. And unfortunately, he would have to go down to NXT to do this match because I don't know. I doubt he would come up for it. So he could do it at a takeover. Hmm. Edge versus Ciampa. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that's a chills match. Ooh, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. And the reason why I say that, because if you actually want, like, you know, Ciampa went to Edge when he broke his neck. Yeah, I saw the 24. That 24 broke my heart. Oh. And it's like, the mo- it's like he, he, he worked so hard and tried and did everything to make sure that the return was such a surprise for that exact moment at the Rumble. And yes, because I was in attendance, so he pulled it off 1,000%. Like, and you saw his reaction when they slowed everything down. He said, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I can watch that over and over and over again. Like, I love watching this one guy. Um, he's a Scottish guy, and he was drinking, and he goes, oh, burn it down, and, and it was Edge. Oh, my fucking God! It's Edge! Like, the, the amount of emotion just coming from this one fan and being in the fans, it honestly, you know, was just one of the best moments of 
that that Royal Rumble, man, for me, like, you know, Drew yeah. winning was definitely, I think the biggest pops were Drew kicking out uh, Lesnar. Yeah. And Edge are tied. And then Drew winning was second, third. Yeah. Because when he when he kicked them out, that was, that was he got low balled <laughs> and kicked out. Bye, bitch. <laughs> and it's funny. It's like I always hear the um, the playback on it, and Corey is like going, "The crowd is still in disbelief." I'm like going, "We weren't in disbelief. We were happy as hell." It's like for me, I'm sitting there. It's like I got my nephew on one side, I got my husband on the other side, and it's like the first. Uh, I heard on the commentary later, Cole was like saying, uh, "This is a career-defining performance from Brock Lesnar." And I was like going. No, it was it was boring as hell. It's like he was like yes, he they were showing that he was a monster and throwing out everybody, but the first half of the rumble was boring as hell because he threw out everybody. When the minute that Drew kicked him out, it was sorry Ricochet low balled him, and then Drew kicked him out and everything. That started the Royal Rumble for me. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So, oh man. Okay. So Kayla. The match between Edge and Roman. Are you wanting to see that? And do you see anybody else that you want to get Edge to get in the ring with? Um, Roman and Edge definitely would be a dream match. Um, definitely with Seth Rollins. I think they would kill the show. And um, I'm going to agree with Jolie, Tomasa Chimpa and Edge. That would really be totally an awesome match as well. All right. All right, so the last topic I have, we kind of hinted on it a little bit earlier, and of course, it was part of kind of started up with WrestleMania. And I mean, you've seen the cracking coming a little bit. WrestleMania kicked in it a little bit more, and you definitely saw it this Friday night with Bailey. She retained the SmackDown Women's Championship in her five way match, and Kayla, I see the divorce coming. Definitely. Um, she just, she's already starting running my, I beat you, I beat you, I beat you, and I beat you. And then when Sasha, it made, she just kind of made it when she said, screw you. She looked directly at Bailey, like, um, could be reading between the lines, but in a way that's kind of hinting a little bit. And then, um, when Tamina came out and she basically threw the wolves to, Throw uh, Sasha to the wolves and say, "Here, fight Tamina. You can have a title match." Yeah, exactly. And, it, and it's just like Sasha got that look on her face, like, seriously. So <laughs> it's definitely rather how quickly they'll do it. But I hate to tell you, Bailey, you're getting a divorce rather quickly. So <laughs> you, you're, you're, um, the legit boss is legit going to just like dump you, and you might want to bring up your hugging situation again because you're going to need a bunch of hugs after it right (laughs) uh so it's like so it's like with jolie it's like how long how long are they going to pull this out probably until at least money in the bank um i think because they'll probably have since that is actually officially canceled at the arena that they'll probably do it at the performance center um, 
but I think it should go to at least Money in the Bank before they pull the trigger on the actual turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see whatever happens. I think it honestly should have happened at Mania with instead of Sasha putting the belt around Bailey's waist, clocking her and walking out. That's yeah. how I would have done it. But I think that's what would have happened originally if everything wasn't so shitty in the world today. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's definitely going to be, they need to pull the trigger. I think it's actually probably one of the more intriguing storylines right now because you've seen the cracks. Yeah. And you've, you've actually seen people hinting that this is happening, that this is fracturing. Becky actually said something in an interview. Like, you know, this is why I don't make friends because this is going to happen. She was being in character, though. So it's like, you know, it's like they all know it's coming. But like she like hinted at, like, you know, that that, it's going to happen regardless because you can only stay in the shadows for too long because Sasha has now become Becky. If you think about it, she's become the sidekick. Right. And she was never meant to be the sidekick, just like Becky was never meant to be the sidekick. So, I I think they'll uh, have some type of issue, and it's definitely going to either kick off at Money in the Bank or a little bit after. Oh, man. But, yeah, it's like, even with Mania, even with Mania, it's like, yeah, she helped Bailey win, but it's like, Instead of just kind of celebrating with her, she kind of gave her the spotlight and stuff. And then in the background, you could just see her kind of like staring a hole, staring a hole through her. And yeah, it's she like was seething, seething. Oof, that's where to put it. And it's just like, yeah, it's like I see the divorce coming, and, and it's like for me, Sasha. They really, Sasha really does need to win Money in the Bank. And if at that time it's like all three of the other horsewomen, they're holding titles, she can tease it to any of, any one of them, and then and then just pull the trigger on Bailey. Oh man, Whew. more to come. Yep. Dang it. Well, it's like, it was like I, it was like I was saying the other day, like the other um, podcast we were doing. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that like you know. This is a way, like, whenever Sasha and Bailey are fighting, yeah, Becky and Charlotte are on good terms, and vice versa. So, it's like, <laughs> I, I feel like this is a way to actually make they don't have to be friends, they don't have to be best friends, they could be people that have a common goal. And I think their common goal, if they both lose their championships, say by SummerSlam, their common goal would be winning the tag titles. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be definitely an interesting. Match. I would definitely love to see if it's Alexa Bliss if they're still holding the titles by then, or yeah. if by some reason, uh, by magical reason, Natty and um, Beth have the titles, which would still be an amazing match. Um, yeah. You know, having Charlotte and Becky going against them, I think that would be just fantastic because I, I would really like Becky um, to at least become a Triple Crown winner. Yeah. Um, since she's most likely never going to hold the NXT title. Yeah. Unless they actually let her do that. <laughs> um, I mean, I, yeah, I know they let Charlotte do it. But again, like I said, Charlotte 
is somebody that can hold the star power, that can hold the title and give it. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not dissing Rhea. Rhea does have star power. But yeah. there's just something about Charlotte that in these times, she's the perfect person to hold the title. And it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I just want them to give. Oh, well, technically the NXT UK women's title is still considered an NXT title. So she could win that. Who? Becky. Yeah. That's true. I mean, Kaylee Lee Ray did throw out that uh, challenge to her. Hmm. And they did have to res- they had to reschedule uh, TakeOver Dublin. Mm. You, you know what I was thinking? And it, it, it's like, because my mind's going to Survivor Series already. <laughs> well, no. So technically, you've got four titles. You've got the NXT Men's, NXT UK Men's, World... And WWE. Drew versus Walter. And whoever, the other one versus the NXT. I want to see Drew versus Walter. I'm sorry. I really want to see that match. (laughs) I'm having dream matches. Like Now I wish I had um, 2K20 because I would actually do that match in my head. (laughs) And I think that um, Becky was on a pot, like Becky was on an Instagram live with uh, Kayla Braxton and they actually brought up like how many um, champions are out of Europe right now, and the only one that's missing from the list is Cesaro. This is true. Yeah, and I honestly feel that he is going to be turning. Uh, I think both him and um, Shinsuke are going to turn on Sammy soon. Yeah, definitely. Oh wow! All right, so let's wrap. So let's wrap this up. Can throw throw somebody on the hot seat with Jester's chair. So a little bit of a twist. Miss Kayla, our boss lady, is in charge of it, but we have no idea what's going on. So I will turn this over to Kayla. Alrighty, today I thought it'd be a little bit different. The go in the Jester's chair. Time out. I want time, you out time out. To time out. Time, 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 time. Repeat that. I completely lost all of your audio. Okay, something different for the Jester's chair today. Um, we are going to have the person that's not in the chair answering questions. The person has to pick out which one does not fit. And it is very simple how to pick out. So at the end of the one minute, the person needs to pick out which one does not belong. So I had Kat and Jolie pick a number one through ten. And the number happened to be eight. So, you know what that means, Kat? <laughs> You're in the jester's chair. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. So, wait, but you said the one that's not in the chair is picking. The one that's not in the chair will pick what does not belong. So, Jolie has the honor of deciding out of the ones that you go through which one does not belong in that category. Okay. So, All right. so, so you're putting me in. So I had to pick out of the questions what doesn't belong in each category or No 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 I'm gonna read down it's basically like um I'm um like let's for example first one's like AJ Styles or Randy Orton. I, like I'm gonna go on and read them down the list and there's one in there that she'll probably answer that does not fit with the ones I call out. Okay, I want you to gotcha. Yeah. Basically pick out which one don't belong. Oh, okay, okay. One of these <laughs> You'll see what not like the other. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy to pick out. I just kind of threw it in there for a twist. So, Kat, ah. when you are ready, 
I guess. <laughs> nah. All right, go ahead. And go. AJ Styles or Randy Orton? Randy Orton. Miz or Sami Zayn? Oh, Miz. Roman or Seth? Roman. John Moxley or Chris Jericho? Moxley. Finn Balor or Dream? Finn. Corey Graves or Michael Cole? <laughs> Michael Cole. Goldberg or Stone Cold? Uh, Stone Cold. Charlie Caruso or Renee Young? Renee. Mojo Raleigh or Ginger Mahal? Ugh, Mojo. Undertaker or Kane? Taker. Rusev or Morrison? Rusev. Shield or Evolution? Shield. Uh, DX or Four Horsemen? DX. That's it. Fourteen. Huh. <laughs> I'm surprised that I'm surprised that said Shield on that one because it's like I'm a big Batista girl and everything, but it's just like Shield had an overall impact, more of an impact. Uh, okay. All right. So Jolie, which one doesn't belong? Moxley <laughs> and Jericho. That was not the one I was going for. <laughs> then probably the Renee and Charlie. Yep, that was the one. They were the only females in the whole category. Oh. <laughs> uh... Well, technically you had two because everybody else is WWE wrestlers. Besides True. Moxley, if you want... besides Moxley and Jericho. True. You could look at it that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, that I, I, mean, I thought it was gonna. I thought it was going to be like all wrestlers at first, and then the one that was going to be not going to be the one in, uh, was uh, Michael Cole because he was up against Graves, but Graves used to be a wrestler, and then did did Charlie and uh, Renee, so that kind of threw that theory off. Hey, I just thought it'd be interesting. Give him credit in there. <laughs> no, it's very no, it's very interesting and everything, and it's like I still. Yeah, even though like Cole has his issues and everything, I still prefer him on commentary to Corey because I always go back and forth as far as like who's more annoying on commentary, Corey or JBL. All right, but to finish up the rest of them, Jolie, I'm not going to time you. If you want to answer me, you can. Um, Dudley Boys or the New Day? New Day. Usos or the OC? Usos. Harlem Heat or Revival? Revival. CM Punk or Booker T? Booker T. Shane McMahon or Vince McMahon? Show me the money, Shane. <laughs> That's the rest of them. <laughs> the Harlem Heat Revival one was tough. That one was... God damn it! We never saw that match. No, that's not what I'm saying god damn it about. Uh-oh. He's fi- Spider. Oh, I thought that was a <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh oh. Oh man. Oh wait, are you a stink bug? <laughs> I can't tell. It's on my roof. Oh boy. Hopefully it's a stink bug. Uh, nope. Oh, a little bit. A oh, little no. bit of a wildlife okay. segment here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried oh. to get it out because it's a jumping spider, and those are the ones that I'm actually not scared of because they're fuzzy, cute little ones. Oh, no, no spider is fuzzy and cute. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, these guys don't actually make nests or webs. They actually are um, 
on the ground, and they're actually very shy. Uh, Stay um... up there! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what, a, what a way to end things. <laughs> Alright, well, that's all we have for this episode of Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us, and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>